Well, as I mentioned earlier, open up your scripture to Psalm 121. The world has changed a lot in the last seven days. Our kids had spring break this past week, and so we had a trip scheduled. We talked to their pediatrician, uh, knowing all of the virus things and the spread, and asked her, do you think it's okay that we go? Uh, Should we cancel? And she blessed us to go. And uh, I'm not sure that she would bless us to go today, but she did seven days ago. The world has changed a lot in the last seven days, and because it's changed a lot, all of us are feeling a lot, and what I've noticed is that we try to win people to the way that we're feeling. And so if you feel very brave and unconcerned, then you try to win people to that perspective. Uh, If you feel very concerned and worry and anxious and um, and, and vulnerable, uh, then then you're trying to convince people to come over to the other side. Uh, We were at an amusement park for part of our vacation and Uh, And so we rode some roller coasters together. We have three kids. Jackson is 14, Annabeth is 11, and Willa is four. And there were a few roller coasters that all of us could ride at the same time. And even though we were riding the same ride, each of the three kids experienced it much differently. While we're waiting in line, Jackson is tremendously confident. He's ridden these rides before. Uh, He enjoys them. There's not ever been a thrill ride that he's ever been scared of. Uh, Annabeth uh, was somewhere in the middle, very excited, but still a little bit nervous. And then Willa, the four-year-old, was terrified. Uh, We were all experiencing the same ride. These are all of my children. And yet they were experiencing it differently because of their unique situations. And I think as God um, interacts with us today, he is able to relate to us exactly where we are, exactly the way that we're feeling. And so if you feel very brave and courageous, he is able to be your perfect father in that courage. If you feel very worried and concerned, he is able to relate to you as worried and concerned. Because we don't have answers. We don't know what to do. We all feel vulnerable. And when we feel vulnerable and exposed, what do we fall back on? We fall back on what we know to be true about our Father in heaven. The psalmist in Psalm 121 was feeling all of these same things. He was feeling vulnerable and exposed, and thankfully he put some pen to paper. Let's read it together. Psalm 121, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. A few things, if you were taking notes on the other side of that screen, these are the things that I'd want you to write down. Number one, our Father is the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. This is a worldwide crisis, and God is the maker of the world, which means he established it. And what's interesting, in Genesis chapter 1, it says in verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But listen to this. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. 
So even as God is making the heavens and earth, there are a few things there. It says the earth was there, but it was formless and empty. It says there was darkness over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And so what unfolds in the creation story is God taking something that was chaotic. This earth that was formless and empty, uh, a depth that the spirit of the God of God was hovering over the waters and bringing order to it. And that's really our prayer right now as the world is uh, is in chaos, that God, the maker of heaven and earth, would bring order out of that chaos. Our father has made heaven and earth. Second thing I have you write down, our father will keep us from falling. Verse 3, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. We've all slipped and fallen before. A couple of years ago, I was unloading some things out of the back of my truck, but I was too lazy to to put the tailgate down. And so after I had finished, I was stepping out over the edge of the truck and, and I slipped and fell and was baptized onto the pavement of our driveway. Uh, I, I wish I, that was the only time that I've slipped and fallen. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a whole industry of America's Funniest Home Videos and Fails Vids that would not be possible without slipping and falling. And the thing about slipping is that it's never planned. It's never expected. It always takes us by surprise, just like this virus, I think, has taken us by surprise. I mean, even just a few weeks ago, I was saying things like, and I know that you were too, like, uh, maybe this is all just hyped up by the media. Uh, I'm sure that the smartest people in America uh, and around the world will get together and they'll find a solution for this. I'm totally shocked that we are being affected like this. And that's the thing about slipping. You don't see it coming. But it says that our God, our Father, He will not let your foot slip. And why? Because He's holding on to us, and as He holds on to us, He will not slumber. Indeed, He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. As we were walking around some of those amusement parks this week on our spring break, we did a lot of walking, a lot of steps. But Willa, who's four, couldn't keep up, and so she wanted us to carry her. So I could carry her for a while, but because she's four... Eventually, I'd have to take a break. But the psalmist is saying, as God is upholding us, He never needs a break. He never needs to rest. He never needs to sleep. And that Father, who is always vigilant, He will keep us from slipping. Third thing that I would have you write down, our Father protects us at all times. Verse 5, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Psalm 121 is a song of ascent. It was a pilgrim song as worshipers would travel from around the world to Jerusalem a few times a year to worship God in His city and in His temple. They would sing these songs of ascent. So you can imagine these travelers uh, traveling, sleeping sometimes outside in the elements, walking through the heat of the day, uh, exposed and vulnerable. But the psalmist says, the Lord is watching over us. The Lord is the shade at our right hand. He covers us during the heat of the day and he watches out for us while the moon is in the night sky. While we're exposed to the dangers of the night, 
God is always protecting us. And the last thing that I would have you write down, our Father is watching over us. Verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I picture this as the the shepherd of Psalm 23, watching over the sheep as they come in the pen, as they leave the pen. As they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the shepherd is watching over them. As they graze in the green pastures and drink from the still waters, there is the shepherd. Jesus expounded on this in Matthew chapter 10 when he told us about our father, aren't sparrows worth pennies? I mean, they have no value, value to us. They're abundant and they're everywhere. And yet God, our Father, He knows when even one of them falls to the ground. And then He goes on to say that God watches over us so carefully that He knows the hairs on our head. And you can insert your own bald joke if you, if you want right now, but that's how closely God is watching over us. That he knows even the number of hairs on our head. So yes, Like the psalmist, we may feel vulnerable and exposed. But the truth is, that's what we feel. What we know from the truth of God's eternal abiding word is that he is watching over us. There are three ways that I would encourage us to apply this truth. First, the peace that can only come from God our Father stand guard over the door of our minds and our hearts. There is a lot to be worried about. And what we see as we interact with people, as we watch the news, as, as we take it in online, what we see is, is people making all kinds of predictions, but no one knows what's going to happen. So we can't take any peace from predictions. The peace that we have, the peace that we need, can only come from God our Father. And we want that peace to be a soldier over the doors of our minds and our hearts. The second way I want us to apply this is to take that peace and be prepared. Prepare your home. Buy your toilet paper. I guess only buy the toilet paper that you need. Buy your groceries. Uh, take your preparations for work and, and family seriously. But as you prepare, prepare in peace. And third, as you have peace that comes from God our Father, as you prepare your home, look for ways to help other people. It's possible to help by practicing social distance. To keep your distance right now is a, is a way to help the vulnerable. I think about those in our church family who are fighting cancer or who have in the past, and chemotherapy has done a number on their immune system. I, I think about uh, some of our uh, church family who have heart conditions and, and other health situations that they fight against on a daily basis, and they're the most vulnerable right now, and keeping a distance is maybe a way to help them and, and to love them. But there could be oper other opportunities to help. You know, what's interesting is, is last summer I was praying and, uh, and uh, the, the, this phrase, neighbors and nations, popped into my mind, but lots of things pop into my mind and I don't assume most of them are from God. And so I just wrote down that phrase in my little notebook, neighbors and nations. And 
A week later, I came back to it, and I still felt that it, it was something special. And maybe it was from God. And I started bouncing it off some other people. And, and so we've been talking about some of that as we've turned the corner into 2020. To love our neighbors as ourselves, just as Jesus told us, and to make disciples of all nations. Now, I had no idea last summer that the nations would be united in their concern for COVID-19. And I had no idea that one of the ways that we'd be able to love our neighbors is to keep our distance from, from each other, to be mindful of the health of other people. But yet here we are with an incredible opportunity to love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus has instructed us, has told us that he is the light of the world and he has passed that responsibility on to us. And so even while we are having the peace of God protect our minds and hearts, and even as we're preparing our homes, we are looking to help other people. One of the ways that you can do that is by continuing to give here at Bayou City Fellowship. Now, we don't talk about money very often. We, we have, often have a bad taste in our mouths when it comes to church and money. But this is one instance when I really want to encourage you to give because there are going to be many in our church family who are affected financially by this virus. Maybe they work at a place that is by the hour, there's no salary, and they're missing hours because of the social distancing and the precautions that people are taking. Maybe their business is going to be shut down and their income, therefore, is going to be cut off. I want to make sure, if it's at all possible, that every person in our church family who has a need because of this virus is well taken care of. I think that's the responsibility that God places on the church within the New Testament. I want to take that responsibility seriously, but the only way that we can be generous to those people in need is if we are all generous. And so I want to encourage you to give. And I want to encourage you to keep your eyes open. While you're living with the peace of God, standing guard over your mind and heart, while you're preparing your home, keep your eyes open to the needs of your neighbors. One of the ways that you can do that is to pray. To pray for those you know who are vulnerable to this virus. Uh, to pray for those in our church family and the people you know who are in the medical profession that God would equip them with good health, that God would equip their minds to know what to do, that God would give them all the resources that they need to help people in these days. Guard your minds and hearts with the peace that comes from God our Father. Prepare your homes in that peace and look to help others. Because we don't know what's going to happen. I wish we did. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know our Father. And our Father is the maker of heaven and earth. And our Father will keep us from falling. And our Father is watching over us even now. So our Father, we pray, and we pray in the name of your Son, that you would have mercy on us, that you would have mercy on our neighbors, and you would have mercy on the world. We ask that you would turn back the tide of this virus as it spreads. We ask that you would give us everything that we need to continue to be the light of the world. We pray that we would minister to others, that we would build one another up. And I pray that we are the church that you intended us to be in these days. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.